first thing on the list is Meta or Metaverse, which I don't know anything about, mainly because I purposefully avoided any news about it. I was aware of it. Um, I was one of the people who mistakenly thought that they were going to rename Facebook as Meta. Um, obviously, that's not the case. Um, what what do you did you watch any of the really weird Mark Zuckerberg keynote reveal thing about it? Oh yeah, of course I did because I'm all over that stuff. Aren't I? If there's a, if there's a tech keynote going on, you've, you've I'm seen getting it. involved. So yeah, no, it's always it's always fun to see Mark Zuckerberg pretending he's a real person, <laughs> an actual human. <laughs> he's just creepy though, isn't he? I know this is probably totally unfair. I'm sure he doesn't listen to this. If he does, I'm I'm really sorry, Mark. He definitely <laughs> doesn't listen to this, but um, he he just is a bit creepy. I don't think he doesn't mm. mean to be. I don't think, um, but it it makes the metaverse, which is creepy anyway, even more creepy. Yeah, is that unfair? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not keen. I don't. I don't get it. Maybe I'm too old. Yeah, I, I think that there was that. Obviously, the whole thing about it, you know, kind of conveniently diverting attention away from the rather crap headlines that Facebook were getting that at that point in time, but. Um, and as an element of that, 100%, I think anything that is announced is always announced very in a very timed fashion. But, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're not messing about with this. There is something behind the whole metaverse thing, isn't there? I know it's a very long way off in terms of what it, what it will be, when it will be, and all the rest of it. But I just can't think of anything worse than that. I hate Facebook. I'll, I'll say that straight away. Yeah, I think everyone's, everyone's over Facebook now, aren't they? I think well, so. I mean, well, the young ones left it ages ago. They all moved off to to other things like your TikToks and your uh, your Snapchats, yeah. which, which yeah, we definitely, it's not, it's not for us, is it? We don't understand that stuff. Unfathomable, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I liked the film Ready Player One. I don't think I want to live in it, though. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bit of an omission with that. I've never read it or seen it. Which I know really? is bad. I know. Yeah, oh, I need to. Yeah, no, just stick it on your up next on your Apple TV. It's definitely worth a watch. It's a good film. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a Steven Spielberg. So you know, you know what you're going to get. It'll be it's, it's an entertaining ride. But um, yeah, I mean, it is it is exactly the metaverse. Yeah, well, you've put in the show notes. I, I don't know what this means. This might be a spoiler. I don't know, but you've put um, it's it's basically Ready, Ready Player One, but the bad ending where Nolan Sorrento wins. No idea what that means, but um, it doesn't sound great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, without giving too much away, if, if people haven't seen it, there's uh, it, it kind of it doesn't end too badly, but it you know it, the, the the whole plot is where it it's looking like it's going to end badly and mm. you, you know you, the bad guys win um you know, sort of taking it away from its original you know it's the original intent behind the metaverse obviously okay. the, the big big money comes in and tries to monopolize it so yeah that's that's just what i was getting at with that but yeah, if you haven't seen it that doesn't that won't make any sense at all no yeah, but, but I mean, what was interesting is within like the keynotes and things, even even their own internal people. So, uh, you know, um, John Carmack, yeah, famous developer who changed PC gaming forever when he figured out some extraordinarily clever ways to do 3D with a two eight six processor back in the day. 
yeah, so, I mean, up until sort of your Wolfensteins and your Dooms, 3D gaming wasn't really a thing. I, well, I mean, I guess you had, like, Elite. Oh, Elite. Remember Elite? I do. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, so they've got, they've got John Carmack um, involved, and even he is like, I, I don't think you can really force the metaverse. I think it's a bad idea. I think it will evolve and it will happen sort of organically. And you should sort of leave it alone. Um, so yeah, even even internally, there's there's some like scepticism about Mark's vision. I think. Yeah, I just can't get excited about it. Really, I'm all I'm all about the real world. I think. Um, like going back to the whole Facebook thing itself, I remember when sort of ten years ago, whenever it was, when it used to be a bit of a laugh, and you have your all your mates on there, and then all of your family joined, all your aunties and uncles came on, your mum and dad. And you couldn't mess about anymore because it was like a, a little escape room, wasn't it, for, for a while? And they all just turned up at once. It was like, oh, Jesus. So, I mean, I, I get why Facebook, the corporation, has had to rename itself because, mm. it, you know, even they realise that they need to distance themselves from Facebook. And while the Facebook product is going to remain Facebook, the other stuff that they're doing, they want to distance and that kind of makes sense and I, i'm vaguely sympathetic because of my really positive experience with the portals hmm. you're a big fan of the portal which it's uh it, it's just made the past couple of years considerably more palatable hmm. because i've been able to keep in touch um you know with family who i would have been out of the loop because you know not much as a <laughs> Try as I might, I can't get everyone on drinking the apple Kool-Aid because, you know, FaceTime would have been excellent. I know now that you can use Facebook across multiple platforms or whatever, but that's a recent thing. It just wasn't there at the beginning of the pandemic. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, we've got a toddler and, you know, she's changing rapidly, you know, every couple of weeks. She's, uh, you know, revealing new sort of uh, levels of consciousness and understanding and it's been really nice to be able to share that with family who wouldn't have been able to visit either because for you know for legal reasons or for medical reasons if people you know have pre-existing conditions or had operations or whatever and need to isolate so it's they really they genuinely work yeah. Uh, yeah. Once you once you sort of swallow the fact that you've invited Mark Zuckerberg into your house it's kind of I think the the benefits outweigh the the the, the downsides for me, but just because they're genuinely good products. So you know, so I I get why they want to distance themselves from the word Facebook because of all of the negative connotations that it has. But they're also renaming their other properties. So the Facebook portal ongoing will be the Meta portal. I don't mind that. That's okay. But they also own they bought Oculus, the VR company, hmm. which has a lot of brand cachet. It's a it's a really respected. It's got it carries a lot of weight. The Oculus brand, and they're going to rename that Meta. So the and the, so the, the the flagship sort of Oculus product is called the Quest. It's like an all in one VR headset. Um, and I would I would have one because I, I I love VR. I've got a PSVR. As soon as PSVR two comes out, and I can get my hands on a PS five without you know paying over the odds or having to queue or whatever you know because at some point in the next year i'll be able to 
stroll down to my local Argos and pick one up, and that's fine. I'm in no hurry. And there's no real sort of next-gen software yet anyway. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll, when PSVR 2 comes on, I'll be getting involved with that because I, I love VR. And if, if you haven't tried VR, you've got to try it. It's I not a gimmick. Actually, it's no. not, yeah, I need to. It's not like it was... Because you, you, I guess people of our age, that when we hear VR, we think about that weird show with Craig Charles from the 90s. Do you remember that one? I do. Um, oh, God, what was it I can't called? remember what it was called. Um, Games Master. No, it was, no, it wasn't Games Master. Um, Did he, do go, he didn't do Games Master. I don't think they... It was, a, it was a... Hang on, what was it? Craig Charles... I'm going to Google it. Craig Charles VR. He didn't do Games Master. Cyberzone. Cyberzone? I don't even know that. Yeah, so the, the contestants were in sort of pens with, uh, you know, feet sensors, and they had the... You know, I imagine in 1993 the size of the equipment that they would have been wearing and the hilariously low poly graphics. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was they. They had a. That's what I think of anyway. Or, or, or it, it kind of I've still got those sort of Tomorrow's World. Oh, who was the presenter on that? Judith something. Judith Kerr or something. Judith Kerr. No, yeah. Judith, no, no, not Judith Kerr. Judith <laughs> Kerr wrote the Tiger who came to tea, didn't she? <laughs> Wow, we've got off train with this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you, you think of VR as the, this, this sort of, just a bit naff, a bit of a novelty, but it, it's genuinely good now. Do you remember Nightmare? So I've had, I do remember Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. We, we, so wow. far down the rabbit hole with this, we'll have lost 80% <laughs> of our audience by this point, but I don't care. Nightmare it wasn't yeah. even VR. It was just some kids putting a metal helmet on and walking around with a really <laughs> bad green screen. Um, but it was amazing. Um, but that's yeah. but that kind of contributes to my thoughts about VR as well, which is totally unfair. Yeah, no, that, so that's what I'm getting at. And when actually, on a side note, on on the nightmare front, I think before the pandemic kicked off, they they try they uh, they tried to reboot it with uh, live events. So I, I think they they went they sort of hired out big venues like yeah NECs and that sort of stuff, uh, and you could you could go and play you could go and play Nightmare. We used to play, play Nightmare. We used to play Nightmare as kids in a, we used to live in a little um, cul-de-sac a little a little close and um, we we did it by basically putting a bag over our heads and walking around the the path. <laughs> <laughs> um, good times. Well, uh, oh, and and, well, the, and the Crystal Maze. They tried. Oh. There was a live a live Crystal Maze. You could put a team together cough over cough up several hundred quid and then go and play the crystal maze i think i'd spend uh, yeah that. so all pre-pandemic back when we could go outside and have fun <laughs> wow. so yeah anyway sorry vr yeah. right yes, so VR. yeah so i know i know where you're coming from because i also have that i also have i've, I've come from the same era and i've seen your, your nightmares and your cyber zones and your games masters when vr that's yeah. what you, that's what you sort of associate with vr now it's very different. It's really, it's really convincing. It's really immersive, and I've had some of the best gaming experiences I've had um, playing some some of the PSVR games. It's it's uh it's really difficult to articulate. It's just something you have to experience. Mm. In any case, it's all well and good having a PSVR, but it's it's uh it's tethered. You've got a, you've got a cable, and you need a a camera sat up atop your tv and obviously you need a playstation yeah so you know it's a lot of kit and it's a significant investment the thing about the oculus quest was that it's an all-in-one solution you just whack it on your head and you're good to go um and also the resolution is slightly better than psvr so all this to say 
if it weren't for the fact that it was a requirement to log in with a Facebook account, I'd have one. Hmm. Yep. And they've now said they're going to do away with that, which is great news. But my beef is that they're binning the Oculus brand and they're renaming it Meta. So it's now going to be the Meta Quest, which sounds like, like an, you know, a crap Sierra point and type adventure. Do you remember those? I do remember those, yeah. Well, we're back to Nightmare Days, aren't we, with that sort of name? It just conjures up early it, 90s, it's, late it's 80s. It's a really rubbish... It's a really rubbish name. And yeah. it just, yeah, so just the, the word Quest, as I say, I have, I have associations with really bad gaming experiences from the Sierra days where, you know, you'd have... Before you could get your, your character to do what you wanted to do, you'd type in 20 different variations, 19 of which would end up with you dying and having to start again. <laughs> And do you know what I mean? That, so I'm not not much fun, was it? Gaming yeah, should be so fun. I'm, and then what's even more hilarious is that their their next the, the, their next sort of VR headset, their working title is Project Cambria, which is a is most of the letters of Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't thought about that, have they? They didn't think that through, did they? No, they really haven't ever thought about that. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to drag that up, do they at all? Let's let's be well, honest. Quite. Oh dear, Cambria. Why Cambria? I've, I've no idea. Yeah. So anyway, so Meta. I, yeah. I don't get it. I mean, I understand why they've had to come up with a new name. Did it have to be Meta? I think that's a bit weird. Um, and yeah, I, I absolutely, I'm, I'm not on board with binning the Oculus brand. I think that is a spectacular fail. No. I think the, you know, the, the fact that we started talking about the metaverse and ended up talking about early 90s kids' TV programs that featured <laughs> crap VR kind of you know, tells you everything you need to know about it. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know. I, I, I will try out VR at some stage, definitely. Um, I think like you, I'm, 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 I've got my eye on the PS5 availability and um, if they do something with that with VR, which I, is that planned? Is, is, is there going to be a, a version for that? Is that actually in the works? I, I don't think there's anything official, but I mean, it's it's it's, it's obviously going to happen. Yeah, I can't I can't see any future where there isn't a PSVR two. Yeah, when that happens, well, I mean, it, it is still going to be tethered though. Apparently, yeah, that doesn't bother me too much. I don't think really. I think it's um, I don't suppose you could take it on the on the underground, are you? No, maybe you would. I don't know. Um, <laughs> right, moving on. Techtober. Yeah, well, 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 sorry. Oh, no, well, oh, before okay, we move sorry. on from Facebook, just uh, I read a really interesting article the other day where fifty um, percent of Facebook Messenger voice traffic globally comes from Cambodia. I thought you were say Cambria then. <laughs> no, it comes from <laughs> Cambodia, wow. and uh, they they were trying to figure out why. That is strange, odd, isn't it? That's really strange, isn't it? But um, yeah, well, long long story short, it's because their native language that has uh, seventy four characters, so typing is a massive ball lake. So it's just standard practice that everyone just voice messages each other, oh, okay. or calls. Interesting. So, uh, but yeah, what a fascinating statistic! Fifty percent of the global voice traffic on Facebook Messenger comes from Cambodia. That so is I'll, crazy. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's a fascinating article. Yeah, I'll have a read of that definitely. Let's we'll stick it in the in the in the notes as you say. Um, Moving on to Techtober, uh, which has just finished. <laughs> Actually, we're in November. We're in fact, we're nearly in December now. Um, yeah. But yeah, it has has finished, hasn't it? And it, I know when we had um, Justin on last week, uh, two weeks ago, whenever it was, um, we talked about just how much stuff Apple has released this year. I think you, you made that list, which was just 
mind-boggling. They've done so much. It's easy to forget how many things they've released beyond hardware as well, you know, in, in the software side of things as well. Um, but yeah, October was a particularly manic time as always. And um, like, like you said here on, on the notes, what's next? What, what arrives next? I think, or I hope anyway, that it's going to be the MacBook Air, the next MacBook Air which I wrote about recently, and I, I said that I was more excited about that than I was about my, at that time, imminently arriving 16-inch um, MacBook Pro. I still am, really, because um, I, I still love my MacBook Air. It's I use it constantly. Uh, I, I can't bring myself to use the 16-inch uh, MacBook Pro for anything more than video editing and, and audio stuff. It's just too big. I'd forgotten how big these laptops were, and this one is slightly bigger and slightly heavier than the the intel version as well um but it's just not the sort of thing you sit down on your lap and and write or even do email on it's just too big so um th th there's something still very special about that macbook here yeah no i think if you if you approach the 16 inch macbook pro as a desktop replacement if you if you think of it as a mac pro with a built-in display keyboard and trackpad I think that's the right way to approach it. It's not. A, I mean, yes, it is portable in so much as you you could take it somewhere else if you needed to, but you wouldn't want to. No, it's really heavy in the back. If, if you've got a backpack on, um, you can really feel it pressing against your back. It's a very it's a it's a big presence there. Um, and I, I literally only take it from the studio to home. That's, that's as far as it goes. I've not I've not attempted to take it to a coffee shop yet to do some you know, kind of Starbucks video editing or anything like that. Um, I wouldn't trust myself doing that either. Um, it is insured, but I, I don't, I don't, I want to know exactly where it is at all times and not have too many people around really. But um, it's an amazing machine. I know we're going off topic a little bit, but the 16 inches, it's just crazy how powerful it is. Um, I don't, I've said this before, I don't need the spec I've got at all. It's more than overkill. Um but yeah, it's it's still not as exciting as that MacBook Air and the potential MacBook Air redesign. Sorry, I was listening, but I've never seen that before. I'm just looking out my window, and there are three Prime vans wow. in my little cul-de-sac. Are they all for you? <laughs> is, is it your new mic setup? Yeah, prob yeah probably. Um, I've never seen that before. They're normally they're normally better than that in terms of you know. It doesn't sound very efficient, does it? Sending three vans to the same street. No, I've never, I've never. I don't. I wonder what's going on there. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, sorry. So yeah. yeah, I know you were saying. So yeah. Well, I mean, even even um, Anand Tech couldn't couldn't break the sixteen inch MacBook Pro. They were like, we I, we don't we don't we've never seen this before. We don't know what we need to do <laughs> to 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 push this to its limits. So. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I don't. I, I, as you know, I had a, I had an Intel 16 inch, the 2019 one, where they finally fixed everything, put a decent keyboard on it, put a whacking great big hundred watt battery in it, so on and so forth. And I, you know, and I hated it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm really pleased that you can now that there isn't that trade off if you want the smaller size for no. the, for the more for the portability and the lower weight. Obviously, there there are thermal limits because it's it's smaller and you know the the battery is smaller so you haven't got like the high power mode that you've got on the 16 inch because there isn't the the battery capacity to support it but by and large it is com com comparable oh, performance totally. in the smaller yeah. 
and the smaller form factor. So if I were going to get a MacBook Pro, I, I think I'd be perfectly happy with a base 14. But I'm not, because like yourself, what I really need is the, 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 the machine that I would find myself reaching for the most would be the next MacBook Air. Yeah. I mean, I would I'd probably have a MacBook Air, an M1 MacBook Air, if I didn't already have an M1 Mac Mini. It's kind of, I don't... If I'm going to get a laptop, I would probably get the next macbook air for the same reason that i really love my airpods pro they're not the best at anything mm. but they're just it's the right mixture of you know convenience and yeah it's good enough that 95 percent of the time it'd be the airpods pro i'm reaching for when i have just a rack of much better headphones available at my disposal so so yeah and no, i'm also re- i'm really excited for what what comes next because we've had the redesigned imac yep the small one anyway haven't we and we've had we've got the redesigned MacBook Pros. I guess yep. arguably you could say we've had a redesigned Mac Pro as well, but obviously that, the cheese grater design, which I imagine you know they'll, they'll they're not going to do away with that. Surely that's not going to be another one generation thing like the. Like I think the they'll probably can. keep it. Yeah, it might get a bit smaller, yeah. possibly. Yeah. So, so we've had so the Mac Pro we've had a design redesign. We've had the new design language for the iMac and the macbook pros so yeah so the next two things will be what are they going to do to the macbook air and what are they going to do to the mac mini because those are still the old era which is which is a a smart move i understand why they did that to ease us into apple silicon because i think if they had brought out the new imac um straight out of the gate Mm. It, it would be it was too much too soon oh, yes. you know 100%, so i think yeah. they eased us in with the with the familiar products that looked exactly the same as the old ones but with the apple silicon let that sort of stew for a bit let people figure out oh actually apple silicon's really good isn't it yeah. and now they can start weeding out the wacky stuff that they've been working on <laughs> the colorful so, stuff as well probably yeah so what what do we think they're going to do to the mac yeah uh, well I, I think you'll be i think you'll be far too tempted by that when it comes out i think the big thing is going to be the be the colors they'll well firstly they'll, they'll get rid of that taper design that's a that's a bit of a relic now so it's going to be much more squared off like the macbook pro i think it will just be a much thinner version of that 14 inch macbook pro um i don't know if it'll be the same size screen potentially i know the most recent renders um like the kind of the rumored renders uh show that there's no notch on the on the air which i was surprised by i thought it would have the same same sort of screen design but maybe not um, but I think, yeah, I think they'll, they'll, have, they'll have a real play on the colours. I hope they do anyway, because it's still the same as the MacBook Pro in terms of, yeah. In fact, it's, I, think, I think you can only get the MacBook Air in space grey, I think, can't you? I don't think it's available. Is that right? I don't think you can get it in silver. Um, I know, you can get it, you can get it in <clears throat> silver and gold. Can you? Oh, you can get yeah. it in gold. What am I talking about? Um, but I think we'll see more of the kind of Mac, uh, iMac pastely kind of blues and greens and things um which don't get me that excited but what i'd love i would buy one now would be a white version a white macbook air i think would be stunning i'd like to i hope they bring magsafe to it as well yeah i think they will i don't think they can't can they i think that i don't know unless they reserve that for a for a pro type thing is it too much to ask for an sd card slot as well i don't think we'll see that I think it's unlikely. They, well, they used to. The old MacBook Air had an they SD did. Console. Yeah, a long time ago. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'd be surprised if we saw that. I think MagSafe yeah. is a is a safe bet, definitely. Um, but yeah, I I can't wait for it. 
I mean, oddly enough, I don't need one because the <laughs> this is the thing with the M M1 chips. They just you can feel that they'd go on for a long, long time. And the, the M1, even though it's the eight gig version um, of the, the MacBook Air I've got, is just it's as fast as it was when I first got it, which was whenever it was, you know, about a year ago or so. Um, it would go on for years. That thing, I think, you could you could be quite happy to be one of those people in in a coffee shop with a beat up M1 MacBook Air that still performs as well as the day you bought it. Really, in in three or four years' time, um, and I quite like that. I, I'm not mistreating mine, but I'm I'm taking less care of it. Um, I, I revealed a little while ago that I've, I've somehow picked up a few dents and, and scratches on it, and it's given it real character. And because the the 16 inch is something that I'm kind of really treating with kid gloves, just because how damn expensive it was. Um, I'm a little bit less careful with the MacBook Air, and it, it gives it an even more... Um, what's the word? Uh, it's, just, it's just something about it. It makes it very endearing, really. It gives it a bit more character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm all for all for battered tech. But yeah, you do, you do need to... Once you've got that first ding... It's always the deepest. Yeah, and then... Then you, you can stop worrying. You can't about it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's done now. <laughs> but the um, but the so, iMac, I, I think the, the, yeah. the, the big iMac anyway. That's going to be. I, I know a lot of people on Discord. Are, well, a lot, a few people on Discord are waiting for that, aren't they? We, we, there's uh, one or two people. I think Justin actually mentioned it, didn't he, in, in the last episode? That's the one that he wants. Um, yeah, that's going to be very interesting. So you're of the opinion you think that it's going to be essentially the same as the 24, but bigger. I'm I'm starting to think whether or not that it's going to adopt some of the new stuff. Is it going to have a notch? Is it going to have a mini LED uh, liquid Retina XDR display? That sort of stuff. I wonder if maybe the reason it's so delayed, mm. or not not delayed, but they didn't re- launch it at the same time, is because I think they might have some some other stuff up their sleeve. Possibly. That just doesn't feel like Apple, though. It feels like we'd we'd like them to do that, but the, the thing they will do is just make it bigger. <laughs> It'll just be the same as the twenty four inch, but larger. I don't. I don't think we know who Apple are anymore because they keep doing things that we don't expect them to do, like the repair program. Who saw that coming? Oh, that's very true, isn't it? That's yeah. Well, let's quickly talk. Have we got that on the list. I don't think we have, have we? It's not on the list. No. no. Well, that, that's a classic but, example, isn't it? But that's just, that's so on Apple. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, it'll, there are lots of there's lots of skepticism out there. You have got your Louis Rossmans, Louis Rossman, Louis Rossman. Yep. You know, what I'm talking about the guy, it. the the right to repair guy. Yeah. Um, so he did a reaction to it, and he was like, "Look, I really, I want to believe that they're going to do it properly this time because this isn't a new thing. They, they, as a independent repairer, you, they have got, a, you know, a already access to parts and and this kind of thing, but it's just, it's so restrictive, mm-hmm. and it's not, it's difficult to work with to the point where it's not worth bothering." And you're better off just sourcing your parts via a slightly more sketchy means. Um, so he's like, if they do it right, I will, I will eat my words. But he's he's of the opinion it's it's all smoke and mirrors, and it's just sort of getting in front of perhaps some some legislation that they know is going to come in at some point, and they, it's just so they can say, well, we we've got this program. I mean, because. The regulators aren't going to necessarily know that it's crap if it turns out to be crap, but they can say, look, we made this huge song and dance. You can Mm -hmm. go to the website. You can see all of this stuff. Um, So, yeah, whether or not it turns out to be a genuine thing that that is helpful and that people can use without too much resistance or whether it's just... uh, 
a token gesture remains to be seen but um, certainly it, just the fact that they've done it at all is mm. very unapple and this is after having backtracked on the macbook pros and giving us the macbook that we wanted five or six years ago they're just they're doing some really unapple oh and like making face facetime available cross-platform and keychain on windows so you know yeah. you've got the, the whole iCloud you can get all your iCloud stuff on the windows now they're uh, or an Apple TV is available on everything. There's, you know, the service, the Apple TV service yep. is built into TVs. You'll be able to get it on Sky soon. This is just, that's not the Apple of old, is it? It's not. I do think though a lot of this with them is, is them bowing to pressure. I don't think a lot of this stuff was strategically planned out by them. Uh, if you look at the, the keyboard, you know, the, the MacBook Pro keyboard, the, the, the kind of rigmarole that we went through with that, that was purely down to pressure from from press, from users, and just the sheer weight of bad PR. I don't think they thought, well, we'll you know, we'll use this new keyboard design for a while, but then we'll go back to the old one. They, they had to do it. They had no choice. I think it's probably the same thing with a lot of the stuff we've seen on the new MacBook Pro. Yeah, the, the, they didn't want to put MagSafe back in. I, I, I don't think, obviously there'll be a, a, a subsection of people at Apple that did, undoubtedly it's a big company but i think the top brass um of kind of the, the you know the johnny ive era who are still there they probably didn't want to do this stuff and they probably they probably were uncomfortable about it being thicker and heavier but you know putting you know the sd card slot back back in and i think it's the same thing with the um the repair program because if you look into it it's there was a before they they announced it there was this kind of shareholder led um movement to, to kind of get get this stuff turned around and it was it was shareholders which is the you know the one kind of group of people that apple kind of do have to bow to um so i think quite often it's them just kind of going like oh okay have it okay we'll make your macbook thicker we'll give you back an sd card we'll give you a repair program that i mean it's it's great that it's happening but i think if we knew what was going on behind the scenes it's more of a kind of like i say shrug your shoulders all right we'll do it for you rather than being a strategic move forward that's that's the way i kind of feel about that and that's Apple, through and through. So I've forgotten how we got onto the subject of why we don't know Apple. There was there was something that's triggered it. Yeah. But what was it? What well, were we talking about? At least we didn't start talking about Nightmare again. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking about the, oh, about the iMac, about the big iMac, in terms of what they're going to do with that and where they're going to go with it. Oh, yeah. So, so what, what what's your theory behind why they've not released that at the same time as the, the revised 24-inch? I think it's just the number of things they've been releasing. I think that list that you you gave us like a couple of weeks ago kind of reveals just how much stuff they've got on the on the list. Like they're, probably, they're probably just spacing it out. That's that's my thoughts on it, really. I might be wrong. I mean, you, you might, you know, your, your kind of idea might be, might be bang on. We might see something completely um, revolutionary with it. I, I don't know. But I just think they've been spacing it out a bit. And it, it may also be related to the whole chip shortage thing you know how many iphones and ipads and macs can you sell at the moment it's the, there, there is that to bear in mind what what else are we looking forward to from apple next year what There's, could we possibly want after everything they've given us this year we're so needy aren't we um <laughs> uh, <laughs> the mac mini that's going to be very interesting i mean that's that seems like an easy win for them doesn't it perhaps redesign it a little bit make it look, look a little bit fresher do something simple with the design but then just chuck in the the m1 pro and the m1 max you know, and give it a few more ports, possibly. Um, that would be a, just a stunning little thing, wouldn't it? I mean, it is anyway, you know. Um, I've, I've done a studio tour, which is going live on the channel this week, and my um, MacBook Air, sorry, my MacBook, <clears throat> my Mac Mini, rather, is now relegated to being a backup station behind me. 
And that makes me really sad because all I do on, on that machine now is copy files to it and let it upload stuff to Backblaze. It doesn't do anything else. And it, it's capable of so much more. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it looks oh, a bit... Oh, oh, hold up, hold up. When did, when did you get a proper backup regime? <laughs> Literally yesterday or the day before. I <laughs> what, what, what made you go with Backblaze? Uh, I used Backblaze about a year ago. I, I can't, for some reason, I cancelled the service. I can't remember why I did. I, I had a problem with it or something. But... Um, I, I, I don't know. I just thought I'd go with it. It, it. it just felt like the easiest solution, most cost-effective solution as well. It's very low cost at the minute, Backblaze. can't think what I'm paying for it, but it's not, it's not very much. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, I mean, if you're, a Mac user, if you're a Mac user, they are, have long, long been one of the best sort of Mac-friendly backup it's services. Just easy. just works, doesn't it? It's, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure their, their backup client is Apple Silicon Native as well, which is I've got a refreshing. Yeah, absolutely. In a, in a world where everything is electron now. <laughs> Literally everything. Looking at no one in particular. Of course not, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great. It, it works It works fine for that, but it is a, it's a really powerful Mac Mini. And um, But going back to the whole, you know, the next Mac Mini, that kind of reveals where this thing could go. It, it's, it, it would be the kind of desktop machine that would make the Mac Pro, whatever the next Mac Pro is, you know, who would need that? You know, if you, if you can get a spec'd up 64 gig M1 Max Mac Mini, that's going to be a hell of a computer. Um, it does make you question what what they're going to. I think we said this last time, didn't we? Who's going to use a whatever that Mac, you know, the, the Apple Silicon Mac Pro turns out to be? Who is that for? Apart from Marcus Brownlee. We're just we're, it's very early days, isn't it? I think when you give developers that much power, they'll they'll find things to do with it. So, yeah, I think we've got lots to look forward to when people start getting their heads around it. I mean, there's some interesting discussions about why Apple isn't courting games developers, because the power is there now. Hmm. If they could only get developers to develop some AAA titles and compile it for Metal rather than OpenGL, Vulkan, the other sort of uh, engines out there... uh, yeah, it could potentially be the the perfect gaming machine. It's got a fantastic display. Yeah. Uh, it's got all of the power you could possibly want, and the battery life is absurd. So if they could get, but I don't, they're not they're not interested in that, are they? They're I was going to say they they're just not bothered, are they? I don't think. Uh, just very quickly on the battery life. The battery life on the MacBook Pro, the sixteen inch, is unbelievable. It's completely changed my perception of, of, of like a pro machine like this I, d- I just don't think about plugging it in I, you know, earlier today I was editing the um, a video, didn't think about plugging it in, it hadn't been plugged in all night brought it to the studio, just worked on it, I've only just plugged it in now for the, for the podcast it's unbelievably good the battery life, just wanted to put that in there in case anyone's thinking about it but um, no I totally agree I think with the gaming thing it's um, they're just not bothered are they they, just don't, they, don't, they don't seem to want to get involved in that world which Fair enough, I suppose. Well, I, I, I think I read somewhere that the the revenue from sort of in-app purchases on your Candy Crushes and Farmvilles and all of that nonsense, I th- I'm pretty sure that they, Apple, bring in more money through that kind of microtransactional-style freemium game that are everywhere than you know, the Xbox division and Nintendo and... The PlayStation, Sony PlayStation division combined, I think. So that's why they're not motivated to do that. They don't need to, do they? 
Yeah, the margins aren't there, I suppose, as well, are they? That's the, that's the other thing. And also, it's such an established, you know, the, the gaming industry and the gaming, um, you know, people who are properly into it, you're going to have to do a hell of a lot to tear them away from their PCs, aren't you? It's such a, an established um, thing. Hmm. Oh, no, no. I, I think at some point they'll probably have to explore it because they'll run out of other markets that they've conquered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where else do you go? Some, yeah. Apart from cars, I suppose. Oh. Um, the other thing I've, I've just noticed on the list that is definitely of interest to me is, is a, a more affordable XDR display. Um, That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be amazing. I mean, I think the one thing that is a bit of a downside with the with the 16-inch is the fact that I'm editing on the 16-inches screen, which in certain scenarios is fine. If I'm on the on the sofa, on the coffee table at home, no problem at all. For some reason, in this studio, it feels a lot smaller. Um, and I was thinking this morning, it would just be nice to have this on a, on a decent screen. And also, I've been used to using my 34-inch um, ultra-wide screen over the last few, uh, over the last few months. Um, so it's a bit of a step down <clears throat> in that respect. Um, but I'm not going to spend six grand on a, on, a, on a Pro XDR display. That makes absolutely no sense at all. Um, but a more affordable one would be very interesting, mainly from the screen size, but also because it would be a proper retina screen. Um, I think, you know, we, we both know that you, you just, when, beyond the iMac screen, there's nothing really that compares to it, I don't think, personally. Um, it's very hard to get something at that at that price level. So I'd, I hope they do something with it. Well, there, there, there are a number of mini LED displays, I think, coming in, coming next year. So okay. at that point... There will be viable options, I think. That's um, that sounds good. I've I've been tempted by the LG, you know, the LG um, panels, but they're still quite expensive, and they're not Apple. They're they're LG, and there are issues with them, I think, as well. So, but yeah, a, a more affordable yeah, XDR display would be great. So, well, I mean, back in the day, I had a app, you know, the aluminium Apple Cinema display. Oh, did you? Is, oh, well, wow. you know, which is rubbish by today's <laughs> standards, but I. I loved that thing. I don't have any more. This is back when I had like a Mac Mini G4. <laughs> but yeah, so I had a 23-inch cinema display and they were, they were lovely things. Yeah. I lusted after that for, for a long time. Very jealous. Um, but but yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in terms of things that I would like to see, I, the, I, don't, I, think, I don't think you got involved with this conversation on the Discord. I, we, we had a bit of a chat about this on uh, on Discord, which is that no one really seems to understand air tax. There are quite a few people who have gone out and got them and experimented with them. And like yourself, they're just like, well, I, just, I haven't lost anything to need to find it. So what I would like to see, bearing in mind how into sort of smart home automation, because you know, like every bulb in my house is hue, every blind is an Ikea smart blind. I've got smart thermostatic radiator valves on every radiator. I've got motion sensors and everything is as automated as it could possibly be i've got like you know a pie running other automations what i would like to see is with that ultra wideband capability either give you the option to repurpose your air tag as a an ultra wideband beacon so that you could set up automations such that if i get within x distance of this beacon do this hmm Yep. Like, I don't know, if I've got like a plant that I'm always forgetting to water, you could perhaps, you know, put, put an air tag near that and then set up an automation. Every time you come within X feet of, of this, remind me to water the yucca or, what, you know, whatever the case may be. <laughs> I think that would be really amazing. Yeah. I love the sound of that. That would be, be genuinely useful, wouldn't it? It would. It would make the air tags 
make more sense. But it's not they don't make sense now. They're just a bit ironically forgettable. <laughs> That's the problem with the air tags. Um, yeah. But yeah, if they had a bit more utility like that, that would be great. And that would be right up your street. And, and anyone who works with shortcuts and things, um, I think it would be fantastic. I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. I think they're done with air tags as far as development goes. I think they're they'll keep selling them, but I think that's it. Um, I don't I don't know that I, I don't know that they are done with them. So did you see Tile Tile of uh, of bailed? Yeah, I saw you posted this the other day, didn't you? But yeah, they they're, they're going, aren't they? They've sold to Life Three Hundred and Sixty. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think that's the right move for the. For the founders, cash cash in while it's still worth something because yeah. yeah, Apple have baked in tile like capabilities into the OS and they sell a competing product. Google have started to build it into their stuff. It's kind of their their unique selling point. You know, their their thing is not a thing anymore. And although their products are very good, they're they're there to do something. I think. Absolutely, so, yeah. they've cashed in at the right time, definitely. But um, yeah, I, I hope they do more of their tags. I genuinely do. Um, you've also mentioned AirPods Max on here as well, haven't you? Uh, an updated version that might support lossless audio. Well, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? I know, I know it's not technically possible with Bluetooth as it stands today. No, but they can do something clever, I would have thought, can't they? Who knows? What? Well, or at least at least if you use it wired. Yeah. You can't even do lossless when it's wired, which is bizarre. With a decent so cable yeah, maybe, as well. Yeah. So if you... Yeah, if they release a, a revised AirPods Max with a, a not rubbish case <laughs> that uh, supports lossless, I think that'd be quite good. But that would mean I can't comically throw the case away in every piece of B-roll with the AirPods Max. It's my favourite thing to do. Um, yeah, I think so. Or, uh, there was also the rumoured cheaper, uh, in inverted commas, um, AirPods Max, like a, a sports version. That's been rumoured occasionally, hasn't it? Like a lower cost version, which... Could be interesting. Well, that, you, got, you got Beats for that, haven't you? Well, yeah, it would it would cannibalise Beats, wouldn't it? And maybe that's part of the reason AirPods Max are so expensive. They're kind of differentiated from the Beats line, aren't they? Um, but, you know, Apple have done it before. They've, they've cannibalised their own stuff before. Um, who knows? And because they're pushing spatial audio so much, etc., then it's, yeah, I think it would make sense to have a, a kind of more affordable pair of over the years. Oh, on the subject of Beats, they've discontinued the Solo Pro recently. Don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't see that. No, there's quite a few deals for those on Black Friday, so, but um, that obviously explains why. Well, because they're they're obsolete. Yeah. I mean, because they, they they support spatial audio, but not the head tracking. Okay. So I, can, I imagine that makes things confusing for customers. But like, Mrs. Rob has got a set of Beats Solo Pro. She loves them. They're they're perfectly adequate headphones. They're, they're, if you're in the Apple ecosystem, they're nice. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't care about spatial audio and head tracking, and you can pick them up for 120 quid or whatever they're going for now, decent, decent purchase, I think. Yeah, they're nice. They're so yeah, come a long way. So I think I think they're they're the lower end of their headphone offerings is all true wireless now, isn't it? Because yeah. you've got you've got your Beats Flex and your Beats. Uh, I don't know what they're called. I've, I don't really pay that much the attention. Studio. To but the studio, is it? Yeah. No, no, no. So all, all of their true wireless headphones, you've got various options. Haven't you? You've got like the original, the OG AirPods, you've got the AirPods 3, you've got the AirPods Pro, which are your sort of, you know, your proper headphones. And then you've got your sporty headphones, your Beats, and they're, I think all the lower end, they're all true wireless oh, okay. earbuds now and then yeah. at the very top of the scale you've got your over-ear airpods max hmm. so it's just interesting that they're they're getting rid of the on-ear 
the, the smaller sort of traditional shaped headphones. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. There's, there's something new coming. Well, yeah, maybe that's going to be the AirPods Max, the lower end version, possibly, to fill that gap, possibly. Or something else, another type of AirPods. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Well, it'll be a busy year, whatever happens. It's going to be an expensive year again as well, because obviously you're making me buy all this stuff. It's always your fault, Rob. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I had a spectacular own goal yesterday. You did, actually. I? It's worth mentioning that very quickly, isn't it? Because um, we've both lusted after the same mic as a replacement for what we've got currently for the for the podcast. And uh, it's the, the Shure SM7B, which is, a, I think... Everyone on the planet has heard it at some point, either on, on vocals for music or, or podcasts. Um, but you spotted it on, on I think, is it a Black Friday deal or was it just a, a drop in price? I, I know. I, th- I think there are other places online that are doing it for the for the price that I saw and Amazon have matched it. So I don't think it's okay. it was intentionally part of their Black Friday. They're just price matching somewhere else that is doing it for Black Friday. Like I think Jessup's are knocking them out for the same price. Yeah. But it was too good to miss, wasn't it? Two two four nine was it? I think with with that, um, yeah. Just uh, I, I I thought about it for about five minutes and just thought, no, do it. It's a good investment. Um, and what normally happens with this is that I buy it and then you laugh at me. Uh, but then you've yeah. obviously had to buy it as well. But you've had to go a step further because you've had to buy additional stuff to make it work. <laughs> oh yeah. So I've got I've I'm using just a USB a ten year old USB Rode podcaster which I've. Uh, you know, I, and regular listeners will know that I, uh, I complain about this mic all the time. So it's been on the to-do list forever to replace it. And the only reason I've kept it as long as I have is because I didn't pay very much for it. And I kind of, I like, I like the fact that I paid so little for it and I've got so much use out of it. But I think now it's time. It's time to, to get something new. So yeah, so I don't have an audio interface and people who are familiar with the SM7B know that it's extraordinarily low sensitivity and you need some kind of preamp like you, most audio interfaces aren't going to have enough gain to, no. get, to get a, a decent signal out of it so lots of people use a cloud lifter or a fet head or there are various other options available i'm going a slightly different route so i'm getting a, a, a dbx 286s um channel strip which is a, a preamp and it's got a compressor a de uh, noise gate that sort of stuff all, all, all in line which will come in useful if in the future we do anything live yep. so that the sound will be consistent across both podcast and anything else we might want to do in the future yeah absolutely we're going to sound amazing oh yes very, very expensive so yes although i i did go to you into buying one i've, I've stitched myself up because then obviously i had to get one as well it's all for the good of the podcast, though, Rob. It's, um, it's yeah, all... so hopefully next the next podcast we should sound epic. Oh, it'd be amazing. It won't matter what we're talking about. People will just be bowled <laughs> over by the sound. Rob, I'm just looking at the last few things on the list that we can we can quickly slot in. And um, there's two apologies and something about your happy bottom. <laughs> yeah. So uh, last week we, we talked about uh, Matthew Casanelli. Yes. The, the, who was one of the, the OGs at... The, the the company that Apple bought, which ultimately became Shortcuts, so he is he's got he's sort of carved out workflow a following workflow yeah, so he's he's carved out a following for himself. He's got you know podcasts and blogs and subscriptions and things that you can do to follow him because like the guy helped make it in the first place. So there's there aren't many people who know as much about shortcuts as this guy however i mispronounced his name somewhat hilariously so i just need to apologize for that so i think i think i said uh, Ca- i think i said casolini 
I, I called him Matthew Casalini. It's not, it's Casinelli. So I need to, I just wanted to correct that. Um, and the other thing was, was the, was the JK LOL 101 story. So, remind, so do you remember this? I do, but yeah, remind us. So, so JK LOL 101, as they're now known, <laughs> is a, is a long, long time and much valued Discord member who, who, consistently post some of the most interesting news so it was that they they were the ones that, that they alerted us to the fact that one password eight had moved to electron and you know that, that kicked off your yes best performing medium article to date and you know a number of other exciting things have happened since then as a result of jkrl 101 thank you jkrl but they're always there on the within an hour or so of anything important happening yep they 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 tell us about it. So but so it turns out that their actual username is JKELOL one one one. And after the podcast went out, I went and I checked to make sure that I'd got it right. And they had changed their name to what I said it was on the podcast. And bear in mind, this was several months ago. And they just told me about it, like in the last week or so, going, did you, did you know that my, my username is actually JKELOL111? And I'm like, what? It just blew my mind. So it just <laughs> epic, epic fail on my part. Can you imagine that? So I, I, I looked at it, oh, phew, I got it right. Yeah. And I haven't at all. completely, completely butchered it, but they they had the good the good character to uh, <laughs> to change it to match. <laughs> it's like when you change the server to Mike Mike Ellis, Mike Ellis. Yeah, who was it that called you, Mike? I was it was Apple support. Um, it, no, it was UPS. Yeah, when they they lost UPS, my MacBook oh. Pro and then they called me Mike, which just really <laughs> <laughs> really ticked me off. Um, I'm always being called Mike, actually, interestingly. But um, yeah, uh, there you go. Um, so your happy bottom what what's this is, is this something else i've missed on discord no no i don't think i've brought, i brought this up this is this is a real this is like in the last week this is a really new development so you know i've i've, I've got a, an autonomous standing desk like the, the fancy one with the two motors you can buy a cheaper one that's only got a motor at one end but i thought if i got the the two motors while that effectively doubles my risk of one of them failing well at least then the other one will still work and i don't it sort of like halves the the load and the wear and tear i thought and there, there was, there's not much in it there's, there's like 50 quid difference between the, the 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 good and the better option so i've got a, i've got an autonomous desk um i did buy one of their 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 desktop i've, I've just got an i've got an ikea carl b uh, kitchen work surface as my desk but i think it's like 1800 centimeters it's pretty big but uh they upsell you so I got one of their chairs, their ergonomic, I forget what it's called, like ergo chair or something. It is horrible. It's the worst chair I've ever sat on. Um, and it's really annoying because I used to have the the CEO chair from Silicon Valley. Oh, I don't know wow. if you remember I Silicon do. Valley. I love it, yeah. You know the CEO chair? Yeah, yeah. It's like a sort of mesh back chair. That is a gloriously comfortable chair if you can find one. Uh, but I gave that to, to Mrs. Rob because I got this this new autonomous one, and it's yeah it's awful. So, but just recently I have uh, I've made a discovery, and it's but it's probably not going to be news to a lot of people. I think I think this is not this is not a new idea. But obviously, you know we got a uh, we got a baby due next month. Yep. So Mrs. Rob has got like a birthing ball. It's this big rubber. They've got other uses. I think people use them for yoga and exercise and other stuff. But her purpose is to to do pregnancy related stuff 
but I sat on it and it's a revelation. Wow. Well, is this going to be a no benefit to the people at home? No, this sounds quite visual, but um, we can describe it. Oh, wow. Oh, one of those. Right. Yeah, so Rob's holding yeah. a, one of, a huge... Um, it's an, that looks like an exercise ball that you get at a gym. Is that, is that what it is? Gyms have those. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, all, they're all over the place. Yeah. But I'm using it as my desk chair now. So you, you sit when, on when, that? When, yeah. Wow. So when I'm not standing. So when I do, like, I'm standing now. I try to stand as much as possible because yeah. they tell you that it's good for you. But, um, yeah, when I'm sitting, I sit on that. And it's incredible. It's an absolute game changer. So if you if you haven't tried it, because they're not very expensive, 20 yeah. quid or something, give it a go. Isn't it a bit bouncy? Well, it is, but that's 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 why it's good. So you're sort of expending energy. So it's sort of got the same benefits, I think. I don't know. I haven't done any research. All I know is that it's really comfortable. Okay. It, you can't, it forces you to sit properly. You've got no choice, because if you don't sit properly, you're going to fall off. Um, and you're also sort of expending energy, so it'll build up your core and all that yeah. sort of stuff. There, there, there are no downsides, apart from the fact that you can't slob out on it. And can you get close enough to the desk? Because it, it's quite big, isn't it? So I oh, guess yeah, it just, yeah, 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 no, no. It's, I mean, you, okay. they, you get with different sizes, so you'd have, to, you'd have to work out the most appropriate size for your height and your circumstances. But, yeah, game changer. Perhaps I'm loving it. So who would have thought? So I'm, I, I spend all of my time geeking out about, you know, expensive gadgets. And the thing that's made the most difference to my life is a 20 quid rubber ball. So you'd say get a 20 quid rubber ball rather than a Herman, a three grand Herman Miller chair. I think I would, although I haven't, I haven't got one of those. I'm, I'm sure if I had one, I would, I'd be delighted with it. But um, I, I did, I looked at, I looked at getting one a while, a yeah. while back. But not cheap, are they? It's, just, it's so much money for a chair, isn't it? Yeah. I can't believe it's going to be an order of magnitude better than a 20 quid rubber ball. I can't, no. I, I can't bring myself <laughs> to spend that much on a, an office chair. I've looked at them quite regularly and I've thought, can I do this? No. Maybe I should get one of these balls then, but maybe that's going to be my next um, investment for the for the studio. Oh, give, give it a go. Yeah, I might try it. Because it's, it's so, so inexpensive. If, you, if it turns out you hate it, well, it doesn't matter, does it? But if it might it might change your life. I, I just I love it. I could do videos from it, couldn't I? In fact, it would be better than the noisy chair that I sit on. So Well, well that's the other thing, isn't it? Well, I, mean, I, I don't know how noisy it would be. I mean, because I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah, but if you I mean, sat on it, it's, it's not too squeaky. But I, it's certainly not. I don't think it's as noisy as your comedically noisy chair. No. Yeah, I've done away with that now. But um, I might, I might invest in one of those for twenty pounds. It's um, worth a worth a punt, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Give it a go. I recommend other people do as well. If you know, if you've got access to one, go and try it. I will. I'm going to do that straight after this podcast. Um, <laughs> I think we're done, Rob. I think we've, we've, uh, we have got other stuff, but we'll leave that as a cliffhanger, as always, for, for the next episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think... Uh, I, I still can't believe we, we worked a, a, a nightmare reference into a podcast. That's, um, I think we should make that a, a habit now. We should, for every show, we should do a early 90s game show or some sort of <laughs> pop reference. That we no one have to try. It, it invariably ends up just happening because we're old gits <laughs> that's proven every single time <laughs> awesome cheers thank you see ya yeah.